Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Well, we are having a special kind of report podcast today. Not going to yes. start off with the normal things and the jokes and things because it's a pretty serious day. So why don't you? Pretty prophetic. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, yeah. I love prophecy. And, uh, you know, we believe that the church will be raptured before the tribulation and what have you, and all the really, really, really bad stuff. But um, there's two wars prior Mm -hmm. to, I mean, the church could very well be, uh, be on earth still as these wars take place. And one of them is the Psalm 83 war. Yeah. And, but so there's a lot of stuff going on in Israel, isn't there? There are, there really are a lot of things, a lot of news reports, a lot of, uh, if you have uh, notifications on your phone for the news, your phone has been going off this morning a lot. Tell us a little bit, uh, Dr. Marla, how, how, what's been going on? All right. So I'm going to read a breaking news story that, um, I found from Christian Broadcasting Network. (laughs) So breaking Israel is at war. Thousands of rockets, border invasion, 40 plus dead, 800 plus wounded. I think the numbers climbed to at least 100 dead now, if not more. Israel is at war, said Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, after Israelis woke up under attack by air, land, and sea on Saturday, the Sabbath. Interesting that they chose the Sabbath to do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. which they, of course, we've talked about how Israel celebrates the Sabbath. Sirens blared as more than 2,000 rockets launched to Israel from the Gaza Strip, attempting to pummel the Jewish state, and Israelis ran for bomb shelters. At the same time, a combined offensive, including truckloads of dozens of armed terrorists, infiltrated through the border into southern Israel by land, paragliders entered by air, and others by sea. So they're coming from all sides. Netanyahu told his nation, citizens of Israel, we're at war, not in an operation or in rounds, but at war. This morning, Hamas launched a murderous surprise attack against the state of Israel and its citizens. We have been in this since the early morning hours. Hmm. And he said uh, some other things, and he said, we're at war and we will win it. Uh, At least 100 Israelis are reported dead, at least 900 wounded, some critically. Some areas were reported to have fallen under complete control of Hamas. Um, A little bit more from about 6.30 a.m. Sirens blared first in southern Israel around the Gaza Strip and then in the Negev Desert, Tel Aviv, area cities, and Jerusalem. Many of the rockets were intercepted by Israel's Iron Dome anti-rocket system. Interesting. But there are reports of rockets having landed inside populated areas. Israel's state-run public broadcaster, KAN, mentioned unconfirmed reports of Israeli soldiers kidnapped and taken into Gaza. Media reports said dozens, dead or alive is unknown, has been taken captive and carried into Gaza. One casualty was named as the mayor of Shar HaNegev, Ophira Libstein, who spoke at the recent International Christian Embassy Feast of Tabernacle Mm -hmm. Celebration. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, there's more. We can put a yeah. link. But all you have to do is look it up right now. It's all over the news. And, you know, our leaders here in the United States have been supporting, are supporting this. A lot, right. a lot of the, our president. Well, uh, I found a couple other news articles. I'm not going to yeah. read the whole thing. Um, this one sure. is from Fox News, and it says Republicans blast Biden for releasing $6 billion in frozen Iran funds ahead of the Hamas attack on Israel. So basically, these funds mm-hmm. are what has funded this invasion. Him you know, the funds. God says in his words that those who curse Israel will be cursed. Those who bless Israel will right. be blessed. Absolutely. And any time a leader, go ahead, you go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Any time a leader has cursed Israel, God has cursed that nation. And it, yes. it's pretty, you know, you can do your own research on that and, and, and Google the things that have happened when, you know, even in the United States, when an individual or leader has, right. um, you know, cursed Israel in some way, uh, bad things happen. I think it was during Absolutely. Katrina, right before Katrina, that I think George W. Bush did something that was like uh, trying to unite, you know, the, or trying to get Israel to, to compromise their uh, their land. And Katrina hit. You know, don't quote me on that, but it, but I, I Katrina hit. There was a, and it was that was awful. Oh yeah, so much damage went through there. Yeah, Israel's likening this to the Pearl Harbor type of of moment because it was such a surprise attack on them this morning, um, just like Pearl Harbor was here in the United States. And something that I also came up with that that I read uh, from Fox News, I had not thought about this, but mm-hmm. you know, there's been in the news the talk of the absence of the House Speaker. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they kick Nancy Pelosi out of her office and all this stuff going on. And so the article that I came upon was absence of House Speaker could have serious impact on U.S. handling of terror attacks in Israel because they're not sure what leader of the House to bring in to give intelligence. That's that's not good. No. Yeah. That's pretty scary, that's actually. Crazy. It, it really is because, you know, I mean, we thought, oh, OK, there's no House Speaker, but this has serious repercussions. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, but here's yeah. the thing. As Christians, no one wants anyone to die. And so I, I'm not saying that that's good. That, that's oh, awful. No. But for a Christian, we're right. seeing prophecy coming to fruition. And that's exciting. Yes. You know, Jesus is coming back. I've been saying that for years, and people, even some people in the church want to just poo-poo on that. Oh, Jesus has been saying he's coming. People have been saying that for years. Yeah. But I'm pretty excited, and every, every believer needs to be excited. Well, okay, so aren't they, you said something earlier, aren't they doing Mm -hmm. this to try to get control of the Temple Mount? You mean the Jews or the, uh, perhaps, perhaps. I think it's more than that. This is prophetic, okay? I believe there's two wars that the church will still be here on earth before the rapture. Right. uh, 
And uh, because there's going to be a lot of bad stuff happening after the rapture. I mean, you just read the book of Revelation from chapter six on. But before that, the Bible predicts some wars. And one is the Psalm 83 war. Uh, I've, I've done some study. Uh, Bill Solis is, is a, he's a scholar. He's really good with prophecy and what have you. And he points out that the Psalm 83 war is a separate war from the Gog and Magog war in Ezekiel 38. Because Ezekiel 38 verse 11 talks about how the gates will be open. Uh, it'll be like a, almost a peace. Right now, the gates aren't open. The walls aren't open. And so there almost has to be another war before the Gog and Magog war. And the Gog and Magog war has different countries, okay. different areas than the Psalm 83 war. Uh, if you would turn to Psalm 83, uh, Marla, Dr. Emma, and read that, if you would. Read Psalm 83. It's very, very okay. interesting. This was 3,000 years. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and read that when, you, when you're there. Okay. I am here. Um, here we go. Psalm 83. O God, do not remain silent. Do not turn a deaf ear. Do not stand aloof, O God. See how your enemies growl, how your foes rear their heads. With cunning, they conspire against your people. They plot against those you cherish. Come, they say, let us destroy them as a nation so that Israel's name is remembered no more. With one mind, excuse me, they plot together. They form an alliance against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab, the Hagrites, Byblos, Ammon, and Amalek, Philistia with the people of Tyre, even Assyria has joined them to reinforce Lot's descendants. Do to them as you did to Midian, as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the river Kishon, who perished at Endor and became Lot dung on the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, let us take possession of the pasture lands of God. Make them like tumbleweed, my God, like chaff before the wind, as fire consumes the forest, or a flame sets the mountains ablaze. So pursue them with your temp tempest and terrify them with your storm. Cover their faces with shame, Lord, so they will seek your name. May they ever be ashamed and dismayed. May they perish in disgrace. Let them know that you, whose name is the Lord, that you alone are the high, most high over all the earth. Doesn't that sound, well, a lot of people probably say some of those names, we don't know, but I'm going to get into that in a little bit, what those countries are. Okay. Uh, because that, those are the right. ancient names you read, but what the modern day nations are Yeah. in those ancient names. Okay. You know, in Amos 3, 7, the Lord says, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. You know, God in his sovereignty, in this case, it was 3,000 years ago, he spoke through the prophet or the psalmist, Asaph. Asaph was probably a worship leader like Dave, with David, and he probably was dancing around and did all that stuff like David and wrote poems like David, but he was also a prophet. He was a seer. And so during this time, he writes, 
the time of, of Israel was actually safe. There was no real enemies. And uh, they were blessed with materials and, and all kinds of things. So this was, not, this was a direct prophecy from God to Asaph. Yeah. And it says that they, the people will growl. Do not, you know, God, do not remain silent, O God. Do not turn a deaf ear. Do not be aloof. Do, o God, see your enemies growl, kind of like a wolf, just growling, um, getting ready to pounce. And as you said, that they want to wipe Israel off the map. They do. And that's exactly what they're saying, by the way. They want to wipe Israel yeah, off right the map. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the psalm. It says that. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's what they're saying modern day. Yeah, modern day. True. Yes. So they're saying it both, yeah, in the psalm and today. You're right. It, it, here in verse 4, let us destroy them as a nation so that Israel's name is remembered no more. Do you know why they want to do that? Ah. Because of the power, Israel's that little bitty nation has always had so much power in the world, and they want to wipe that power away. I think it's more than that. Because okay. they, Satan is using these nations, or the world for that matter, the governments of the world. I know there's people in all nations that love God. Uh, there's Arabs that love Jesus and, and yes. love the Jews. Uh, so I'm not saying all people, but the governments of these nations are being dictated as puppets to destroy Israel because it's part of God's plan for the end times, and that's where he will reign with his people for eternity. So when they see this and when Satan sees this, they remember God's promises. Aha, uh -huh. okay. And Satan remembers his future. And the only way in his mind to reverse this is to destroy Israel, to make God be a liar. Right. And so he's thinking if he can make this happen, then God is a lawyer. Liar. Liar. Yeah. Yeah, not a lawyer. <laughs> well, Satan's going to need a lawyer. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. And so, you know, I'm not saying everything the Jews do or the Israel does is, is totally God. And most of the Jews are not followers of Jesus. I mean, most of them aren't. Right. And I'm not saying everything they do is great. What I am right. saying is God has made a promise with his people that he does not lie. Very true. It says in verse 5, as you mentioned, with one mind they will plot together. They form an alliance against you. So Asaph is saying in the end times, which I believe absolutely, I'm 100% positive we're in the end times, that they will, there'll be 10 nations that will come together to attack Israel and wipe it off the face of the earth. And I believe possibly this fight, this war now, is the beginning of that. I do think so. I do think it's the birth pangs, don't you? I absolutely do. And just in case there's some uh, naysayers out there, oh, come on, Dr. J. I'm going to read to you some promises God made to a made to his people. Okay. Okay. This is Genesis 26, two through four. 
The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the skies, will give them all their these lands, and through your offspring all nations on the earth will be blessed. And to David, he says, uh, he made a promise, a covenant. He says, Isaiah 9, 6 through 7 says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government, what government? The world's government, will rest on his shoulders and his name. Whose name? The name above every name, Lord Jesus Christ, will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, and they will, there will be no end to the increase of his government or the peace of the throne of David and over his kingdom. Amen. We are seeing this stuff. To, you know, we, we, we quote that scripture at Christmas time. And we should. We should. But this is more of the end times uh, prophecy. Right. That scripture about the government being on his shoulders. And that he would be a counselor, a mighty warrior, prince of peace. And the land, the land of Israel. Um, Ezekiel 36, 22. Uh, we know because the Jews rejected Jesus that they were scattered all over the world, which was prophecy. And Jesus said, and, and it was prophesied in Ezekiel, that in the end times, he would draw his people back to the land. Here it is. This was about 3,500 years ago. It is not for your sake, people of Israel. So he's saying it's not because you guys are good. Okay, Like I said before, the Jews don't always make good decisions. That I am going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have prof profaned, by the way, among the right. nations where you have gone, for I will take you out of the nations. What nations? Not a nation, not Babylon, not uh not Persia, but all the nations. And I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. Land. Right. So these countries you spoke about, Dr. Marla, mm. uh, the right. tents of Edom, Ish you, you pronounce those names very well, by the way. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yes. Hooked on phonics work for me. Hooked on phonics works for us. Um, the <laughs> tents of Edom, the Ishmaelites, the Moabs, the uh, Biblos, the Ammon, Am 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 Amalek, Philistia, Assyria, all the ones that you mentioned. You know, those are nations. Those are the ancient names for the nations at that time. But let's see what those nations are all right. today. The Tents of Edom. Yes, I'm interested in that. The Tents of Edom is the Palestinians today and the Southern Jordanians. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's oh, exactly okay. where a lot of the fighters are coming from. Hezbollah and Hamas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, Hezbollah will come out of uh, Lebanon and part of Syria, but we'll get there in a second. Uh, Ishmaelites. Do you know who the Ishmaelites were? Or? Oh, I used to know, but I've forgotten. You tell us. Saudi Arabia. The Saudis. 
Yeah. Aha. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, Moab is the Palestinians, the Central Jordanians. The Hagrites is the matriarch of Egypt, but it is probably, probably uh, not Egypt. Egypt is actually going to be living in peace with the Jews, ironically. And guess what? Today they really are at peace with the Jews overall, overall. Wow, wow. Mm. Gabal, Hezbollah, northern Lebanon. The Hezbollah is, that's where they're centered. Hezbollah has been uh, causing issues there and also parts of Syria. They've been teamed up with uh, Assad in Syria. Okay. Wow. Amalek is the, uh, the Sinai area, the Arabs in the Sinai area. Mm-hmm. Amman is the Palestinians and the northern Jordan Indians. Mm-hmm. Philistia is Hamas and the Gaza Strip. Tyre is Hezbollah, mm-hmm. southern Lebanon. Assyria are the Syrians, the Assyrians and the northern Iraqis. And the Bible says that these nations will come together to try to wipe Israel off the map. And this was predicted 3,000 years ago. And that's what's happening today. Wow. Wow. Mm. Pretty cool. And, and so in order to have, as I mentioned before, I quoted Ezekiel about um, the gates being without gates and walls and bars. Right. There's going to, and this is the Ezekiel war. It's a totally different war, I believe. It's the Gog and Magog war in Ezekiel 38. There's this war here that I think is beginning. And, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it's going to happen one of these days if it doesn't, okay? I think this is the beginning of it. Uh, it basically affirms what uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu stated that they would win. It states that they right. will win, and not only will yeah, they win, that's what he said. yeah, not only will they win, they will, they will be able to have tear their gates down and uh, live without loss. So That's Magog yeah. Gog and Magog cannot happen until this war happens. Okay. Yeah. And so I think what we're seeing today is the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Why is this encouraging? Because it means the end is coming and Jesus is going to rapture his church. Yes, and God is right. Yeah, God's word is his word. And it's coming true. It, the prophecies are coming to fruition. Yeah. It's really cool. It's cool to be, you know, um, from the outside looking in and knowing what we've studied in the Bible and seeing how it's coming true and going, okay, God, we, we see, we see what you're doing. It's pretty cool. And so there could be people out there now that are not believers or maybe they're Jewish or Arab or Muslim or, uh, or maybe just uh, Gentiles out here that are just uh, nothing right now. And here's the thing. If the Bible's true about this, it's true about everything else. Right. 
it's true that Jesus rose from the dead, died for our sin, rose from the dead, that if we put our trust and faith in him, we'll have eternal life. And so my hope is I'm excited because I know I'm God's. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. And if you're out there and you're hearing this and you're like on the fence and you're like, don't play with your soul. No. Trust in Jesus today. Just tell him you're sorry for your sin. Put your faith in Jesus. They died for you. And, and that he's coming back. He rose again. And you don't have to fear death. Because if the people that are left behind from the rapture, it's going to be bad. What do you think, uh, Dr. Marlowe? I would love to pray for our listeners right now. And, and so, so can we pray? Yeah, why don't you pray? Because uh, I did a lot of talking. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Lord Jesus, I just pray, I I thank you that we are just kind of just on the outside looking in at what you have prophesied. We see that your prophecies are coming to fruition. Lord, I, I just pray for the nation of Israel. Lord, they are your chosen people. And I pray that you will just be with them, that you help them to prevail, Lord, and that you help. We know that these things are going to happen. And we thank you for them. But I know that tragedies are going to have to occur. So, Lord, I just pray that you will just hold them in your hand. And, Lord, I pray that you will draw many of them to you. Help them to see your hand in this and realize that you are the one true God and that they need to trust in you. And, Lord, if there are listeners uh, today that are listening that don't have you as their personal Lord and Savior, maybe they're afraid of what's going on. I pray, Lord, that you take that fear away, that you help them to put their trust in you as their personal Lord and Savior, that they ask forgiveness for their sins, that they believe on the name of Jesus Christ. They believe that Jesus died and rose again and is coming back for them if they accept him. And I pray that you help them to pray that and accept you as our personal Lord and Savior today so they too can be as excited as we are as watching this prophecy unfold. Lord, I pray that you take our little podcast and just uh, spread it to people that need to hear it, that need to be encouraged and need to know you. And we thank you so much for what you are doing and what you're going to do. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 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 Well, the good thing is I do believe a lot of people come to know Christ through, through this. And, uh, and we know that uh, God can take a mess, including war and turn it into a message for his glory, for our good. Yes. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Keep your eyes on the news and keep your eyes in the clouds, too, because he may be coming back soon. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Amen.